The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Promoting positivity and inclusivity. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. So today we're going to be talking about prayer. And before you tune out and think, oh, Diane, you're going to get too preachy on me. I'm out of here. Stick around. (laughs) Hear me out for this, because this is going to be prayer maybe thought about a little bit differently than you would traditionally think about prayer. So this past year, I'm sure a lot of us have been spending some time saying prayers. I know I have. I mean, maybe you already have a prayer habit established, or maybe you came back to prayer considering the state of the world that we're in right now. Or maybe you don't believe in it at all. That's possible too. I was reading a Pew Research study from 2014 on prayer, and it was pretty interesting. Out of a sample size of over 35,000 adults, 55% said they prayed daily, 16% prayed weekly, 6% monthly, and 23% said they seldom or never prayed. But you can see by the study that the majority of us, a good chunk, are looking for a connection to something bigger in our lives. And my guest today, Agape Stasinophilus, addresses this beautifully in her new book, Speaking with Spirit, 52 Prayers to Guide, Inspire, and Uplift You. And I had the pleasure of working with Agape during my Hay House days, and she's so wonderful. She's a best-selling author and speaker who inspires audiences around the world. She has a master's degree in psychology from the University of Santa Monica and teaches meditation and facilitates workshops for Thrive Global, a company founded by her sister, Ariana Huffington. And you can find Agape online at wakeuptothejoyofyou.com. And I'm so happy to connect with her today. Welcome, Agapi, to the show. Thank you so much, Diana. It's so wonderful to connect with you always. Uh, you are so inspiring and authentic, and I love the content you always bring. And it's, uh, it's always very grounded in the heart, which is, to me, one of the most important things. And I'm so happy to share with the listeners um, what exactly you said, a new way of defining prayer. Yes, I think that your book just makes prayer so accessible and warm and welcoming to people and and we'll get into this more as, as we talk. I mean, I I pray all the time, <laughs> you know, and yes. so it really resonated with me and not really in a traditional sense where not that I'm necessarily asking for a particular thing, but I'll say give me guidance, give me help, give me support, give me answers, you know, like I'm trying to establish that way of that two-way communication and you really help people establish that in the book. And so we're going to, I think that's so beautiful. As you said it, the two-way communication, because it's not, um, it's not a monologue and it's not, it's a conversation and it is something that we need to open the gates so we can allow ourselves to not only ask, but to listen. Yes. And that's and I think- the biggest uh, element here 
is, uh, uh, Diana, how do we come into the, the presence? You know, I, I love this quote that I have in the book that God is not a being. It is a state of being. Yes, a state so, of being. Because it, the word God has so alienated people. So, you know, if I can read you from the introduction, I say, please don't let the word God limit you. God can be a loaded word. It means something different to everyone. When I say God, I'm referring to a transcendent power beyond what words can possibly describe. Connect to the spiritual, cosmic, larger-than-life presence in whatever way resonates with you. And so whatever word you want to use, whether it is God, the light, spirit, the higher self, the divine intelligence, the one, the I am, universal love, the higher power, or anything else, please use it. It doesn't matter what you call it as long as when you call, you remember that you are calling your maker and calling upon a power that lives in your every cell and in your very own breath. It's absolutely awesome. It is. I love that. And I love that explanation. And that's kind of where I was going for or what I was going for in the beginning is that I don't want people to think that we're talking about prayer as like a preachy denominational. Yes, exactly. And I've been looking up some, some stats about religion and spirituality. And there's a lot of interesting research out there of what's happening in the world with people and you know, some moving away from the religious tradition they brought, they were brought up in because it was too judgmental or didn't resonate with them. Yes. You know, a quarter of U.S. adults, a big uh, amount of people now consider themselves spiritual, not religious. And that's up by 8% over five years. Like people are moving away from, you know, for whatever reason, some of the institutions that they were brought up in. But I really believe, and I know you do too, why you wrote this book, that people still want connection, right? They That's still right. want belonging and embracing a prayer practice can enhance that, right? Exactly. And, and you know, uh, when we go, I mean, there has been such a big um, outpour of the self-help movement, right? All the books, uh, love yourself, uh, you know, 10 ways to let go of your limiting beliefs and on and on. I mean, just endless ways to get people to find their authentic self. And I found that there is nothing more accessible if we dare to go there. And and Diane, for a minute, let's just ask the question, why is it that a, a lot of people, as you said, 23% don't even pray, that people pray, but is there, for me, is there a way to uh, find a, a, a more substance in that prayer to make that prayer even deeper so that it becomes a, 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 an alive organism in your in your consciousness. So it's not like, oh, please help me get this or, or um, and it's not haphazard, you know, it's not an automatic and it, it's something where you move into reverence because Um, If we move into the reverence and if you realize that we have 36 trillion cells in our body, right, that are making us. I mean, I have never seen a cell. I don't even know what it looks like. I mean, I can go uh, online and look at a picture. But when you think we have billions of cells that have 
this body, this existence of ours. And then we identify with our personality and our ego and our history. So um, obviously you identify as Diana Ray. Uh, of all the work you do, identify as Agape Stasinopoulos, and our listeners identify as who they are. So great. That's who we are in this physical material world. Now, there is another consciousness within us that is what we call the transcendent, the divine, the higher, the higher wisdom, the soul, the spirit and the soul. And to contact that, it is like we have to make the effort and we have to have the, the discipline and the desire to go deeper and to connect with that soul that is invisible, that is unknown. So, so Diane, it takes faith and it takes courage. And I think the bottom line is I think it takes worthiness because we are living outside our essence. We're living into this outer world with our to-do list and our projects and our timelines. And I have a poem I would love, uh, a prayer I would love to read called Going Beyond Time. And if you look at, expand into the universal energy, which is this unknown, I mean, millions of stars and trillions of, of galaxies only in the material world. And then the inner worlds that so many mystics and teachers talk about. But for us to open to those worlds, we must surrender the ego. We must come into the silence. We must come into a place that is beyond the personality, beyond the ego, beyond the history. And, and you go into the expansion of you and, and suddenly you have this awareness. And, and this awareness is like, oh, my God, I am being breathed. So the, the, the most easy access portal to that heart, to that soul, to that divine uh, inner worlds is our breath. Because all of us are being breathed, and yet none of us know where does this breath come from, right? I love that idea, I'm being breathed. <laughs> at this moment, as we're talking, that's yes. a, that's such an, an interesting thought. Um, and and and, uh, and and let me just ask the listeners as they are listening now: uh, don't take your next breath; just receive it. And right there, as you receive your next breath, you go into a place that is your spirit, just like that. And and then as you exhale, exhale any tensions, exhale any worries, exhale um, the uncertainty that we're all going through right now more than any, exhale the fears. And now take the next breath and let that breath fill you. And you go, oh my God, this breath right now is giving me life. So this breath knows how to make my body and, and my, my, my life force work. So I will bond with that. And I say, you know, I have this fabulous affirmation. I love God is my partner. I will partner with that. And I will allow it to go forward into my life, guiding me. So it's like you become spirit-led rather than ego-led. 
And that's a great place to start, isn't it? Just even taking that step to recognizing the awareness of our breath and how magical that that really is. Right. How powerful that we're breathing in and out, something that we do unconsciously every day. And even in the situation we're in right now, and just to kind of bring COVID into the mix and the pandemic that we're all still dealing with in one way or another, you know, a lot of people are literally having a hard time just doing that. Exactly. Just breathing and realizing Uh how important that that act really is. And And what would you say to those people just to address them that, you know, what we're experiencing now collectively, all of us dealing with this I mean, has COVID affected your own prayer practice, made it richer? Well, yes, because, you know, Diane, I wrote this book uh, during the pandemic. I wrote it in Los Angeles at our home. Uh, We left New York with my sister and my nieces, and we went to our home in L.A. And bang, we were in a lockdown. Nobody knew what was happening. That was before the vaccinations. It was just the beginning of this pandemic. And uh, I had to really, I had a deadline on the book, so I had to go deeper into myself. I had to go deeper into asking for support uh, from my spirit to find, my creative spirit, to find the words, to find the ideas. And uh, it was a very hard time for me because you know me and you know that I'm a complete and utter extrovert. So (laughs) I was missing my friends. I was missing connection. I was missing going to the supermarket, going to the coffee places, going to dinner. And I, I really felt exiled. And my awareness was that, okay, I have been, uh, and maybe a lot of the listeners will relate a lot of my stimulation and a lot of my joy And a lot of my aliveness comes from interaction. So suddenly I was on Zoom and on FaceTime and seeing only my family, which was wonderful. But I then had to go, uh, first of all, uh, rant and rave and and be terribly unhappy. I cried. I I fought it. I just felt it was so unfair, you know. I couldn't comprehend it that it was happening. I have I was absolutely in a complete lack of acceptance. And through my spiritual studies and my spiritual teachers, uh, you know, I studied with John Roger at the Movement of Spiritual Inner Awareness, and that is my fundamental spiritual core. And there is a spiritual community that I engage with. Uh, so there were a lot of classes, a lot of meditations via uh, Zoom. And I kept going deeper and saying, you know, beyond my outer expression as a gappiness, as I call it, there is this inner richness that uh, most of, obviously, um, the mystics have called uh, the the silent self, the self that is uh, beyond the outer stimulation. And so that was for me, it is like as if somebody takes away your technology, you know, and suddenly you are, you're an addict, you know, we're all addicted to the outside. Um, so I had to reroute and I had to go deep. And I found um, in that sometimes sadness came up, sometimes frustration, sometimes sorrow, sometimes grief. 
And then comfort, comfort. It was like the spirit was always there saying, I love you, my beloved. I am with you, my beloved. I am, uh, I am ushering you forward, embraced. And it, is, it was truly the, the soul of agape was coming more alive in me. And I poured, um, and that's why I'm so excited to share this book, because this book came completely from my inner, um, deeper part of myself, with my soulfulness, with my heart, with my tenderness, with my comfort. And I said, all human beings, we seek a place to soothe ourselves. And right now, Diane, through the pandemic, People are looking for comfort. And, you know, you can go and have tons of ice cream and you can have some more wine. You can have bread and butter and croissants and all that. And that's one way to comfort yourself. But you can go into the sweetness of you. If you go into the forgiveness of the parts of you that you are judging, and I was judging my frustration, my, my rebelliousness, my I don't want this, I don't like this, and, and this is hard, you know, on and on. And I was judging me. And then once I move into the forgiveness and I said, yes, this is happening and I'm accepting how I feel and I forgive myself for judging myself for my unhappiness and for my lack of understanding. And I forgive myself for rebellion, the rebellious part of me. And I forgive myself and I forgive God for punishing humanity. And I went all the way out and out of that and you'll see in every prayer first I express the what we call the negative that the contraction I express it because if you don't express it and you suppress it you are going to eat it and then out of that I say now I I I release it to the altar I bring it to you my beloved I bring it to the presence and I exhale it, and I ask that I may be able to shift into trust, into peace. Who doesn't want more peace? Into faith. Who doesn't want more faith? Into joy, into loving myself completely, into accepting myself and others. And I come into the serenity of the bigger part of Agape, the soul of Agape. And out of that, I would write. And a beautiful book emerged like a, a butterfly. <laughs> yes, and it emerged completely out of um, everything that I have been going through, you know, so that it's very real and palpable. And, and how do you put yourself uh, in a place of, of comfort, you know? And, and I think... That, to me, the prayer then became um, this gift that we've been given. But it takes daring. It takes faithing. Because right when you, you, you shake and you go, I don't believe there's anyone there, and, and you are in your stuff, so to speak, if you can just allow yourself to say, well, I am in that. But beyond that, I'm also loved. And I'm also part of the creation. And this is my humanness, and I'm bridging through prayer to my divinity. 
And I think a lot of people are definitely going to be like shaking their heads in agreement <laughs> like I am as I'm listening to you because I went through that similar process as well where I was fighting against it. I was sad. I was upset. I had to cancel all of my plans, any trips that I had. Couldn't see my family for Christmas. You know, I miss my sister terribly. We're, we're very close, even though we're far away from each other. She's in Florida and I'm here in California. Um, all of these emotions and anger and fear, what's going to happen next? Is it, how long do we have to live like this? All of those things that we asked ourselves. Exactly. But, but what you're saying that's so beautiful is that you chose to, you know, not like, I guess embrace it. You did like you had to kind yes. of say, okay, look, this is my reality right now. I'm going to embrace this. I'm going to go within myself and, and find that, that comfort and that connection with something, something bigger. And I think and a lot you, of people can learn yes. from that. And, you know, um, Diane, and, and I want to share with our listeners, I found one of the greatest keys to get me out of my uh, discomfort and my unhappiness was to pray for someone else. So that when I did guided meditations, when uh, different companies and organizations and for Thrive, of course, uh, I would do meditations or even just for one friend who would say to me, I'm having such a hard time. Um, you know, my dad is in the hospital with COVID and uh, my husband, um, they let him go from the job and I have a baby. You know, people were going through very real difficult times. And I would say, let us pray. Let us bring the spirit to open up the space so that you can handle what you need to handle every day and, and to, to do it with loving and, and to do it with acceptance and to do it with sweetness so we don't become bitter. And I know a lot of people um, who are listening to us already embrace all that. But there are many people that don't have the keys, Diana, that you and I and a lot of our listeners might have. So I encourage you to um, reach out and pray with people on the phone, on FaceTime, on Zoom. I found that either, you know, would... Would start meetings and 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 I call one of my best friends every morning and I say let's call in the light, and I go Father Mother God we ask for the higher consciousness of the light of the Spirit to flood us. I ask right now that anything that is surfacing in the unconscious in the subconscious that's of disturbance to me, that is interfering with my peace, with my heart. With my optimism, I ask to release it into the light, into the nothingness. And I center myself and I affirm that I am loved, that I am guided, and good things will happen today in the day. And I go about my day with a sense of optimism and, and, and the reality that I'm never alone. That's a beautiful way to start the day. And to and get I, in touch. And I speak loud to myself. You know, I, <laughs> I speak loud. I, I speak my prayers, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. I mean, do you have, um, so when you, when you're making that connection, cause sometimes I'll say, I'll pray to a bigger, you know, divine power. And then sometimes I'll say, Hey, can you send a couple of angels, <laughs> any spirit guides hanging around or like wh whoever can help me, you know? 
I don't yes. know. I mean, I've never seen an angel. I I like. I would like to think there is one, if that's yes. possible. Can you can you send me? <laughs> right. Can you send me some um, my inner guides, my guides? Yes. And 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 feel them tapping me on my shoulder. Oh yes, absolutely. I mean, the more we can open that other reality, Diana, the more we can go into the mystical, which is unfortunately we don't see it with our eyes, but we can sense it. And and that's why uh, I say take time to to pray, to come silent, to align the different levels of your consciousness, the the lower levels, the mind, the heart, the body, and then listen. And just listen. And 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 you can pray while you're walking in the street. You know, you can pray with your eyes open while you're driving, and have this conversation. And I have a journal that I keep by my side and often I would simply write this spirit speaks to me and and um and spirit would say to me keep on going my beloved don't get discouraged you know as I mentioned to you I've had an eye infection for the last three weeks which has been uh, very difficult for me especially around the promotion of the book and I've had to a, pray that please take this away from me, but I also had to pray for to get the best doctor, to get the best guidance, to ask every day, what can I do today to make my eye better? I can also uh, pray that I move into beyond the pain and beyond the discomfort and also to um, be there for other others and be there for Agape. So uh, that conversation, when we are being challenged, um, it's like, what am I learning from this? What What is it that you would like me to uh, learn so that I can learn the lesson and, and grow in my consciousness and evolve? Yes, and I do believe that every challenge that we face, and we will face a lot of challenges through life, like the, the Buddhists say, you know, their life is suffering. I think that's one of the four noble truths. We will suffer. We all will. Yes, But we can learn from it and we can learn different ways to move through it, to handle it, to accept it or embrace it. We're going to take a short break. There's so much more to, to talk with Agapi about. I really love the book, Speaking with Spirit, 52 Prayers to Guide, Inspire and Uplift You. And we will get into a lot more after this short break. And remember, you can find Agapi on her website, wakeuptothejoyofyou.com. I'm Diane Ray, and we'll be right back in just a minute. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Be Present, the Diane Ray Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm talking with Agape Stasinopoulos about her beautiful new book, Speaking with Spirit, 52 Prayers to Guide, Inspire, and Uplift You. Really beautiful. I think we can all, we're talking uh, in the last segment, I think we can all be mystics, right? Reaching yes. into that part of ourselves. Absolutely. It's not, it's not Absolutely. something outside. You know, we, we can find this. And and you take us through this in the book. And I just want to talk a little bit how the book is divided because I mean I was reading I was reading through it kind of, you know, from cover to cover, from yes, first page to last. 
But I think you can also, you know, look through the index or, you know, the, the chapters and see, okay, what am I dealing with today? What kind of prayer would I like to exactly. use? And, exactly. and that's how you, you would want people to work with the book, right? Like you can read it through, of course. Absolutely. Just open up randomly open up. or go into the index and, and you see, for example, um, you know, I have the section becoming, and I have chapter 15, it's called the God diet. How do you lose weight with God? I like you know, that. And I, and I had a friend of mine who lost 50 pounds. And I said, how did you do it? And she said, God. I said, I know, but how did you do it? She said, God. And she explained to me that she made a pack with God, whatever God was for her, to start eating uh, better, to start eating right for her body, to find the people who supported her, to cook for herself. She transformed her body. So uh, why not? You know, then then I... I have a chapter called The Imprisonment of Perfectionism that people love. And I have a prayer about why we are uh, such pressure on ourselves to be perfect. I mean, we have to be perfect perfect um, in the way we do things. And we judge ourselves if we have uh, failures, you know. Um, then I have a chapter um, called Yes, You Can Kick the Worry Habit. Um, you know, how to have freedom to choose how to react, how in meetings, in, in, in your workplace, how to uh, find your creativity. People say to me often, oh, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I'm, my life is monotonous. I'm doing the same thing. I want to be creative. Okay, let's open up your creativity. So uh, I have approached it with every single subject you can imagine, Diana, um, you know, how to lose an argument and still be okay. Uh, how you can be happy after divorce. I love that. That's a good <laughs> how, one. You know, how to find your happiness after divorce, how to find love uh, when you're older and, and not to feel lonely. Why do we feel lonely? Nobody should be lonely. Nobody should be lonely. Loneliness is some, where you separate yourself instead of going, you know, I am going to open up myself and reach out and let people in uh, and let people in and let people that I didn't think I had much in common with. And, and so, again, there's a prayer for that. So um, I want to encourage uh, also our listeners, if you, I have a lot of meditations from my last book that uh, complements this book too, which was about... Um, helping you shift, you know, from worry to soul, from finding your confidence, from managing your energy. So if you send me a personal email, agapi at unbindingtheheart.com, agapi, at, and Diane will put that in the website as well. And if you send me an email, and also let me know uh, what prayer from the book really moved you and how do you incorporate the prayers in your life? How do you do it so that you said, oh, I went I, I went in a deeper level with it because that's what I'm looking with this book. It's like how can we deconstruct the way we thought prayer is, you know, Sunday mornings or religious, I have to do it in the church. No, you can do it in the shower. You right. can it can do be it a while. conversation. It, it, it doesn't have to be. And right. it's, it's like with your beloved, with your good friend. And you, and you ask right in the moment of when you're sinking, you go, I ask for the light right now. I mean, I call it the light, you know, the light consciousness. 
and I ask that the light may fill me, surround me, and protect me. That in itself, bang, you know, you get it. And, and you'll uh, feel it. Yeah. And I love that you're reaching out to those people. So let's say the 23% of the people in that original uh, Pew survey research study that I read, I bet a lot of those 23% would probably be called crisis prayer people. Yes. So I yes. bet if their if their car was going off a cliff, they'd be saying, Oh my God, you God, know. Oh my God, exactly. <laughs> help that's me, help me. So you want to exactly take it right. You want to yes, take it out of that context of, you know, oh, I'm only gonna pray when, you know, it's it's hitting the fan, so to speak. In yes, an extreme yes. situation when it doesn't, it doesn't have to go to that place. You know, you don't have to be going yes. over the cliff or being attacked by the tiger or something like that. Well, that's exactly what I say, you know, here in the book, in the introduction, say when we're in crisis, we go to God. Right. We instinctively <laughs> land there. We tend to pray when we need a job, when we're faced with a financial challenge or when we or our loved ones is, is suffering an illness. I am writing this book during the coronavirus and in a time of tremendous fear, constant uncertainty and unthinkable loss. People in every corner of the world are turning to prayer. So this longing to connect with something larger than ourselves is always in us, but is often buried. In times of crisis, it rises to the surface. So I say bring it out whether in crisis or not crisis. Bring it every day. As you said, I pray unceasingly. And then life becomes sweeter. And and I really wrote this book uh, to deepen the practice of prayer and for the people who might not even believe that prayer will ever do anything. And we kind of be more cynical about it. Oh, yes. And well, I you said, know, we're out you there. Know, the yeah. cynics are there. <laughs> and the I get it. Say, I mean, I, I, I know, doubt. But I, say, you know, but I say, okay, let's 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 give it a try. And see, find your definition of, of prayer. And, um, you know, I, I have a fa my, one of my favorite um, prayers, actually, um, is about uh, putting the day to rest. It's, it's on chapter nine. And, uh, and, I, and I often think we all have a, sometimes a hard time letting go of the day and not worrying, you know, and, and not take the worries at, 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 in our sleep. And may I read it to you, my dear? Oh, I'd love to hear that. Yes. It's called Putting the Day to Rest. It says, Dear Beloved, I allow myself to lie my body down, to take a deep, long, slow breath and exhale the day away. I did the best I could with all that was on my plate. There were no catastrophes, no earthquakes, nothing that shook the earth except what happened in my mind. So now I let my mind rest and unravel and discard what didn't go my way. And I give myself permission to soften my heart and take in the good. Now, how many of us do that? To say, I take All in the good. All the time. And, uh, you know, and it's like, take the good and let go of what didn't go your way. All is well. What's left undone will be done tomorrow. I declare it a good day, a day that emerged with all its ups and downs. For any parts of myself that feel the judgments, the longings, the frustrations, the fears, the worries, about those I love and all the indecisions of my life, I lay them down to rest. I offer them to the higher light in me. Whatever is stuck, hurt or unfulfilled, let it be dissolved in the grace of the night. Show me in my dreams that I'm not alone, that I am always guided and I may receive the wisdom, my soulfulness and my power to create the life I want from me and those I love. 
let me put the day to rest and sleep in perfect harmony. So be it. <laughs> and so it is. And so it I is. love that you mentioned that because this is so timely for me. Even just last night, I was thinking of a problem. I woke up at three o'clock and there's something that was bothering me. I, I had to have a meeting and, you know, talking to people and wanting my, my intent to be my message to be heard, you know? And, and yes. so I was, anyway, I was worrying and going over in my mind this. And then I heard to my, I heard like a voice tapping me on the shoulder saying, Diane, go to sleep. Oh, just go, just go to sleep. Yes. It's going to be okay. You will figure this out. I will help you just go to sleep. You can't That's do anything good. at three o'clock in the morning That's about beautiful. what's happening. So it really does work if you open yourself to have that message or have a message. And I, I heard it and I said, okay, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to put this down for now. And yes. I was able to go back to sleep. And then it's we're fresh. talking today. <laughs> so this you know, just happened. This just happened last night. That's perfect. Especially, you know, especially the going to sleep, the transition between, you know, we all leave our bodies when we go to sleep. We all you know, go into other places, the unconscious, not flooding the unconscious with your worries and just saying, you know, putting your unconscious on notice and say, listen, I want to release and I want guidance. I have a situation and I want tomorrow morning to wake up knowing the solution. And uh, actually, there is this beautiful quote from the Bible, Diane, which I have on this chapter 10, I'm sorry, chapter 9, putting the day to rest. It says, in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, while slumbering on their beds, when he opens the ears of men, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. Isn't that beautiful? That is so beautiful. That's perfect. So you remember that, that the, the Lord, the, the divine, the consciousness of, of the higher wisdom lets us be guided. So, you know, you say, but, you know, again, you have to ask and just say, hey, I, I'm asking, help me, give me information. So I get up in the morning and I'm lighter. And I have the solutions, you know. Yes, I did feel better af after that when I just said, you know, well, the, an the answer will yes. come. Yes. Yes, and it came probably, right? So, yes, it did. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, since you have taught meditation in the past and, and probably have a, a pretty good established meditation practice, like definitely one of the things I'd like to do more of this year is to spend more time in that space. And I've heard this said before by other people that prayer is talking to God, meditation is listening. And would you agree with that? Um, I'm not sure. I think prayer is both. I think prayer is asking, talking, listening, being quiet. I think meditation is, is more about going neutral, like putting your, your gear in neutral. And just letting the mind rest, which is the hardest thing to do, as you can imagine. Yes, it I is. I mean, you know, the chatter of the mind and, and going deeper into that unconscious place. And, you know, there are so many meditation practices with the breath, with mantras. 
I, I like to start my meditation with prayer. Again, you know, calling in the light, bringing in the light, and quietening myself because then I feel the quietness, you know, and then I can go meditate or I call it uh, doing spiritual exercises so that it's more active. And what I do, I focus on my third eye, which is between your eyebrows. You can actually touch it. And I say, I chant uh, two mantras, which I love, and I'll I'll share them uh, with the group. It's H-U, which means God in Sanskrit. So it goes like this. Take a deep breath, and as I exhale, I go, you. And I do about five or six, and suddenly I feel settled. It's a very powerful mantra. Of In Sanskrit, it means God. And I like hearing my voice because it, it calms me. You know, our voice is very healing. Like if you, if you, how many of us ever put our hands in our heart and say, I love you, I love you, I support you, I love you, I'm here for you. I mean, you know, we, can, we have a long way to go in letting, letting love within ourselves, to really love ourselves. That's true. You, I don't think I've done that recently. <laughs> you know, I've actually put my hand to my heart and said that. But I love what you're sharing with the mantra because one of my favorite things um, from a, a prior yoga class, I had a wonderful teacher and unfortunately she moved to yes. Asheville. I miss her. But one of my favorite things in class when we had class together would be at the end when we would do three ohms Yes, the class together. And I would feel it while my body was open from the practice and I would just feel that sound. And I love that so much how everybody's voice, even though most people don't have a, a good singing voice or anything like that, but yes. somehow it all blended together to this beautiful sound. Yes, and it was and, very powerful. And then the sound of the universe, you know, the universe has a sound. Like, I mean, I'm sure you've been uh, in a mountain very high or you are on a plane. Of course, on the plane, you hear the machine, the engines, but you get this altitude of the higher energy, right? And, and if you've been uh, uh, skiing ever and you're on the top of the mountains or even if you're in the ocean and you hear the sound of the ocean, but especially if you're in a quiet place or in a forest, you hear almost like a hum. Like, mm. well, that hum, they say, is the sound of the universe. To me, if you find your sound, because people have a very hard time meditating because the mind keeps going, I need to do my laundry and I haven't told Tom that he has to pick up the kids at six. You know, your your mind (laughs) is in your day. Yes. And to to shift the gear from that, you know, action to nothing it's very, very hard. I mean, you can do it in the morning before your day starts or at night, or, or you can pick your time. But if you do the sound, you can do it anytime in your hecticness. You can just sit there, find your, your vibration. Is it hue? Is it om? Um, is it, um, you know, peace? 
Is it love? Is it just a word that you chant? And then tell yourself, I'm loud if you can dare. It's very vulnerable to tell yourself, I love you loud. You think you're silly. Yeah, you yes, think, you do. You think, you <laughs> think, the ego, the ego doesn't like, oh, well, what are you talking to? You know, but to put your, I always finish my meditations where I go, put your arms around you and take yourself in and tell yourself, I love myself. I love myself. Agape, I love you. Let's take it a day at a time. Let's take it a moment at a time. And then you bring more peace to yourself. Yes. And that's something that I'm sure you remember Louise Hay would teach with her mirror work and saying, you know, the affirmations and looking yourself in the eye. I remember I did a retreat with one of our Hay House authors who really helped me get a handle on meditation, David G. And we did an exercise where we had to stand in front of another person and look them right in the eye, not saying a word. Have you ever done that? Kind yes, of like a staring yes, contest. Yes. And I remember at first feeling, oh, David G, this is the dumbest thing. I'm not going to do this. Like I was so uncomfortable looking another person in the eye. But then yes. as the exercise went on, I looked at the color of their eyes and how everybody's eyes were so beautiful and so different. And by the end of the exercise, I was almost in tears because I was just overcome by, by how beautiful soul. everybody's, yes. yeah, exactly. their eyes were exactly. so beautiful. Uh, so yeah, when when you challenge yourself with some of those exercises, it, it can really be powerful. Yes, you, um, then you really connect, Diane. Yes, you, have, you know, I mean, life is, is life is more fun when you're going around connected, connected to yourself, and then you connect to others. You know, but connect to yourself. Con- that connection is what we are all seeking for, and that's why I say it's our inner Wi-Fi. And the password is prayer. <laughs> I like that. That's great. It's so true. We all have that antenna and we can all feel that that power. I, I did something for myself on New Year's that I wanted to share with you where a friend of mine took me to a labyrinth that is in oh, some property. Oh, I love labyrinths. Oh. It was so amazing. Amazing. It, it was a property out here in, in Southern California called Descanso. Actually, Unity owns this property. I didn't even know this. Yes. And it's a beautiful labyrinth that's designed from the ones in France. And I walked this labyrinth, took my time and just really kind of connected. And it was it was a beautiful meditative experience. And I think people can do that in their walks, even around the neighborhood. If, you know, there's not a labyrinth anywhere near you, but maybe there isn't. But it, it was a, a powerful like walking meditation experience that I, I really so enjoyed. Be- that's so beautiful. Well, I, there is a labyrinth in Los Angeles, if anybody's listening. At um, It's called the Peace Awareness Labyrinth and Gardens on Adams and Crenshaw. And uh, if anybody's in Los Angeles, I'll give you the number. It's 323-737-4055. It's my spiritual group, and they have the most amazing labyrinth in the middle of East LA. And... Uh, you can go and walk it. You can make an appointment, a peace awareness, labyrinth, and meditation gardens. And uh, I used to go there a lot. But it's, uh, you know, all these things help us unravel the mystery of who we are. All these things. It's, uh, it's not easy being human. It's not easy having, you know, uh, the challenges that we have now. 
And so we need to be very strategic with ourselves to, to, to make our days beautiful. Reach out to someone, pray for them, have them pray for you, um, write down your prayers, uh, read books that uplift you. Yes, go to the labyrinth, uh, walk around and, and look up. How many times you walk around and you look down, walk up and say, there is, there is this earth and this earth is moving very slowly around the sun. I mean, it's extraordinary that the earth is moving as we are speaking right now in slow motion. So, Don't you think that there's still, I, I always feel that there's, there's still so much to learn. So and I love that, that you're out there, you know, with helping, helping us with your book. I mean, I've learned a lot just, just reading the book. Uh, and sometimes I think, I just don't know anything. <laughs> I, I know, I know. We feel like we're baby in the woods. You know? Yes, but a babe. Uh, I think we're all babes, and uh, we are all. I mean, that's what is so beautiful. If you allow yourself to say, "Well, maybe today is the day that I will find out more about myself, or something will be revealed to me, or I will learn something new. Maybe I learn a new recipe." You know, it's like allowing yourself, and that's. Um, in the book, I talk a lot about finding your creativity. I love that you chapter. Know, I mean, allowing yourself to have your creative, your creative uh, pulse. I think creativity is so important for people to tap into because we forget that when we get tied up in our jobs and our responsibilities that I think we're all creative beings. I all mean, of us. I, Absolutely. I would, my husband would flip if I learned a recipe. <laughs> oh, he will? <laughs> oh. I, don't know, I don't know how to cook. He likes to cook. Like that's actually how he expresses his creativity because oh, he loves to nice. do that. that. Lucky me, right? Because <laughs> I, like, I like to eat, uh, you know, I'm a good guest. I always say I like to well, eat. Well, that's good. You need, you need <laughs> both, you know? We need, you oh do. my God. We need both for sure. So did you set up this book as well uh, with the number 52? I mean, I know there's 52 weeks in the year. That's right. And that, is and that my last how it book, came uh, together? Wake Up to the Joy of You, 52 Meditations to, to, uh, for a Calmer and Happier Life. That was my last book, which I love. And this one, I thought it's, a, it's the same shape. It's a, it's a small little book. And you can keep it by your bedside, open it at any page you want, read the prayer, read the chapter. Read it out loud and and let yourself go deeper into your spirit. That's um, that's why I wrote it to find in all of us uh, the well, the source, the waterfalls that are gushing through us, so that uh, we don't have to suffer despite of what's going on. And and you can become a, a light vortex for yourself and other people. And trust me. We need people to, to be strong right now, to be um, awakened. So it's really about awakening. So when you go to meditate or pray or you walk the labyrinth, uh, but start your day by saying, today is the day I will wake up more to the God in me. That's so beautiful. It's been so fun to talk with you, Agapi. Unfortunately, I'm running out of time. I'm oh. sure we could just chat you know, for hours more <laughs> if we had I, you, the time. You but, know, uh, I would just uh, read very quickly my last prayer uh, on chapter 50. Actually, it's not the last prayer. It's called Living with a Sense of Timelessness. I won't read the whole thing, but uh, 
it's a it's because we're all suffer from there is no time i don't have time and and it says a dear beloved my heart longs to experience a sense of timelessness to be above time to know that in the constraints of my mind and the physical world i can still attune to the universal clock that has a rhythm a pace like the river of life that flows and knows its direction i ask that i may open my mind to know the timelessness of my existence in the midst of my doings my actions my to-do list and all the demands of my life i ask that i move into the rhythm that the universe has so brilliantly and intelligently constructed just as the planets turn in the axis of their own time may i become connected to the divine timing of my life and and i love that and the book finishes with saying the quote if the only prayer you ever say in your entire life is thank you it will be enough master eckhart beautiful thank you so much for sharing that thank and you, sharing sweetheart. your book with us today and make sure you shoot agape an email agape at unbindingtheheart.com and also head over to the site wake up to the joy of you and you can and follow you, me agape. on instagram at agape sees s e e s I put a lot of uplifting content and uh, on Facebook, Agape Stasinopoulos, that long Greek name. And uh, just uh, from my heart to yours, go, go be this awesome being that you are and don't let anything get in the way and uncover it and awaken it little by little. It's such a joy to talk to you, Diane, always. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.